Alrighty, good morning, good morning, everybody in the Vets and Barbells listening corner. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, I apologize for not uh, posting a video uh, or a podcast last week. Um, I was on vacation, and while I had the intentions uh, to do such, I know that I did not follow through on that. So again, I apologize. Uh, we're continuing to figure this out. Um, right, ne- right now, like I said, um, I think with someone else is uh, Kevin uh, has had some um, personal things come up that he needs to attend to uh, and focus on. So for the while, um, until I get more interviews lined up, um, it's really just going to be me r- running my suck. So hope that you don't mind that. Hope that you can still get something out of that. Um, so again, welcome uh, to this cold, frigid Midwest morning. Uh, it's like six o'clock right now. Um, finding that at least for right now, since I'm here in the gym already super early after clients and classes, before I get my own workout in, we're going to try to just, I'm going to, I'm going to slip you in here in the morning. So, um, today's going to be a good one. Um, before we get into that, um, there are things that I want to say that, you know, this podcast isn't necessarily brought to you by, um, I don't really have direct sponsorships, uh, yet, but there are products that I do believe in. There are products that I do trust. Um, there are products that I want you to, research and look into your for yourself one is um johnny slicks uh it's a veteran-owned company on the east coast run by uh two mar- well really one marine started it and then uh you know another one came in and really helped them out so uh johnny Slicks is great uh, my favorite they're all uh it's pretty much an organic uh pomade or, or hair or beard oil company um again it's veteran owned i love it um i naturally have a genetic like receding hairline so like it's probably only slightly going to get worse, but honestly, since I started using Johnny Slick's uh, pomade, um, less hair does fall out, and uh, it just I can tell that it's healthier. Um, the two ones that I like are their organic and then their paradise uh, scents on them. The original is just more of a man a man smell to it, more of a, kind of a woodsy original smell. Uh, so I kind of like that on the go anytime. And then if I'm kind of done with a very long day. Uh, and I take a shower and I'm at home, I'll throw in some of the paradise and, uh, you know, maybe I just get a little extra kiss or two from the wife, just saying. So it might help you out in your favor. You know, so Johnny Slicks, go look them up. They're a great company. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, uh, even, uh, kind of YouTube. So, uh, next one is Axe and Sledge. You guys know that I talk about Axe and Sledge all the time. Some of the best, cleanest products on the game, best bang for your buck especially when you use a discount account a discount code like mine in Blake 10 put that in um, you know on your on your checkout codes and it'll save you more money trust me guys their, their protein is phenomenal pre-workout is lit um, what else can I say like even their sister company uh, the American made nutrition I love their super greens or the smart greens no sport greens I love the sport greens um, best thing you know taste is is really good actually for greens uh the sport greens is really good um you know so my code is good for either of those so more to come later the last thing i want to hit on is i have uh, not necessarily partnered up but i've been brought in to um to be an athlete for uh, off the leash uh training or off the leash uh lifestyle um very very cool company um based out of washington state uh, doing a lot of really good things, just trying to bring people and empower them to reach their fullest potential. Um, so right now I'm kind of starting off with them, kind of seeing how things are 
you know, panning out, but definitely go ahead and, and give, um, go give them a find, a look, a listen, a share. Um, again, that's uh, Off The Leash Lifestyle. Um, you'll find them on Instagram uh, as well as Facebook. They sell workout programs, uh, apparel, and just other such items. So anyway, enough of that. Let's get into this. So today, um, biggest thing that I keep thinking of, and those of you on the YouTube, welcome to my office again. Um, if you've ever wondered what that cardboard is with the holes behind me covering up my window, that's my template for the dot drill that I kind of keep on hand. I kind of built it and said it. I took the time to do it. I'm going to keep it on in case I need to, you know, respray paint the dots on the ground. And the other one is uh, my Boondock Saints poster. I think it's got a lot of history. Uh, those that those are my buddies are listening to it that were around for that time. We shared a lot of good stuff during that, so thank you. But while I was on vacation, um, our resort that we got blessed to be in literally faced the ocean. And I'm an East Coast boy. Um, I was pretty much raised on the ocean, by the water. And as much as everybody loves the Lake of the Ozarks here, it, it's nice, but it just doesn't do it for me. There's something about the ocean air, uh, the sandy beaches, um, the atmosphere of just a, a bay town or a coast town. Um, it's just really neat. I, I've missed it a lot. But um, even though it was the off season uh, on this resort or just in the uh, in the Myrtle Beach area, um, really wasn't a lot of people, of course. So uh, in the mornings, I would set an alarm to do some cardio, go down to the gym, uh, follow their guidelines and, and whatnot. Um, but I would always try to find time for either myself or myself and my wife to go walk the beach, or, you know, because my mom was there for a little bit. Um, so she was able to watch the kids and give Lexi and I uh, a little alone time, which is really nice. We don't get that a whole lot. But I was walking the beach one morning. And it was cold, sure. But like, you know, it's just it literally like I looked down one way, I looked down the other way. And I think the, the only other person I saw was like, you know, a mile away. So really just me, the waves and the rising sun. And I, you know, I don't really know what was bouncing around in my head that day, but something I kind of settled on uh, thinking about is, you know, this feeling of freedom of like, well, if I want to sleep, I want to sleep. If I want to go for a walk, I go for a walk. If I, you know, if I want to, you know, just do whatever, I do whatever. And I'm able to do it just with my family the whole time. And uh, that feeling of freedom brought to me my thought of, in some weird way, it jumped to my identity. What is my, what is my identity? Or on the flip side, what is my facade? You know, is there, is there, it was very, it was a very introspective kind of revealing morning. It was weird. Um, but I felt like it was, it was, and could be applicable for a lot of people. We live in such confusing times where we can really people of any, you know, men and women, boys and girls of, of any age, um, we can almost feel lost because this world is continuing to run contrary to tradition. It's not always bad, but run contrary to really helping people find a very good like base of who they are. There's a lot of, and what I mean by that is that there's a lot of competing voices. And again, that's not always bad if you kind of know how to sift through those. But with a lot of these competing voices, I feel like people feel, and I know this because I speak from experiences, we can feel like we're being pulled in so many directions of either what we want or who we think we are. And so then in turn, sometimes we feel like we 
push and pull ourselves to fit somewhere because it, you know, it maybe it feels right or that's what we want or that's what we feel we want. And so, um, being able to kind of sit back and look at everything big picture will at least helps me to understand, you know, am I living for me or am I living for the expectation of someone else? And when you're younger, it's kind of harder to sift through because, you know, you're living with your parents, more or less live up to their expectation, at least their desires of what you want because you're under their roof. Um, you know, however that parenting structure works, but the, the thing that as you get older, as you learn, as you develop, you have to really find yourself. You have to find what makes you tick, you know, and at some point, you know, at least for me, you know, I was, I was raised in a, you know, certain house. So I wouldn't say it was super strict, but it was definitely structured, um, you know, with, you know, the morals and ethics and values that uh, my mother and father chose to follow and that they chose to teach to me and my two brothers. And, um, at some point, and I was always super stubborn and that's why I bring up, you know, this, uh, this example to kind of illustrate this point is I was always just wanting out. Like it was, school bored me. I did. Okay. I didn't do great. Didn't really care, but it just wasn't for me. People are super immature. I wasn't really into the scene, but once I got out of the house, once I went to college, once I would finally got out of my own and away from, you know, those, uh, expectation pressures or the pressure pressures to have things expected of you from others instead of having things expected of you from yourself. I want to say that again, that's something to think about putting yourself in an environment where you're not feeling the pressures of expectations from others for you, but you feeling the expectations from yourself. That's what, it, that's, what's going to cause true growth and true drive. So with that, with that new phase I was in, I really had to learn what it is that makes me tick, made Marcel tick then in 2009, 2010-ish. What, what, what was it that, that made me jive the way I did? And there was a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs, there's a lot of um, confusion. And you know, from then, even, even to now sometimes, there's modes I get in where like, man, what, you know, what's going on? Like, why is this not enough? Like, why, why do I feel the way I do? Like, what, what am I really trying to live for? You know, and during those early times when I was away on my own, um, I was typically more of a, uh, intro introverted person. And I still very much am, but I'm very much, uh, I do enjoy a social scene. I do enjoy having friends and having a tribe and having like-minded people around me. Um, because, like mind, you know, if you put yourself around like-minded people, you're more, you're more apt to push and, and uh, stimulate growth and development from each other. Being able to be that first year of college away, I was able to find a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. And I grew up in the DC area. So don't, don't, uh, don't think I wasn't exposed to a, billions and billions of different cultures and, and ethnic groups and, and backgrounds. Uh, I loved it. I, um, other than the hustle and bustle and the craziness of like a big city, being able to live in such a melting pot was fantastic. I, I loved it and I miss it. Um, 
like uh, the few times I see like a like an Indian family like here in like Mill, Missouri, I'm like, where's the Indian restaurant? Like I, because I love food. I'm a foodie. Uh, I think we can share so much from people and learning backgrounds, you know, through food, um, and then just through having an open mind. But circling back is when you're out on your own and there's no one there to put the bumper rails on you. Part of me wanted to say forcibly guide, but that that's not right. Um, you have to learn to guide yourself. And with that truly does come or finding or searching or having a set code or at least a knowledge of a code of ethics, morals, and values so that at least the base of your character of who you are and what you believe is right or wrong, you know, is established or at least a point from where it can grow from. Um, and everyone's going to, you know, fall differently on that spectrum, but to really find your identity rather than your facade, there has to be a base foundation there. Um, we, we, it is hard for, in my opinion, for someone to truly live free and open if their internal character or their internal bodywork is always within it, within anarchy with itself, you know, never, never feeling, you know, set in kind of who they are as a person. And, you know, they're, they're almost like a, an amoeba where, you know, they're continually like in flux. Um, if that analogy works, it just kind of popped in my head. You know, there's not to say someone has to be rigid. Um, there's definitely a middle ground. Um, but so, and, and a lot of this uh, identity talk kind of comes up with, you know, struggles I've had with uh, family members and myself of, you know, who do you, who do you really want to identify as? And this is going to be the core crux of, of, of this podcast is, um, is it your identity or your facade? And with that comes the question of, is your identity who you are or who you or what you want to be identified as? Because there's, again, it's a twofold question that begs the interest, the, the introspective look of is your identity who you are? Like I am who I am. I, I know what I believe. I know how strongly I feel on certain things. I'm always willing to have an open mind on someone else's opinion or viewpoint. That's awesome. Maybe it'll, you know, maybe it'll change like where I fall on the spectrum. But for the most part, like I know what I believe and I know what I feel very strongly because of what I've experienced what I've gone through, what I've felt within my, my heart, my soul, my brain, you know, whether you, you know, you believe in certain, uh, everybody believes in the heart and the brain, of course, but you know, that, that soul or that, that spirit that people carry that essence, um, you know, everybody is unique and it's, it's not just the body work and the DNA. Like I, I believe that who we are is, is different because of just, um, the spiritual essence we carry without getting to the, you know, the weeds of any of that. And we need to be proud of that fact and we need to identify it. We can't squander these pieces of us that make us who we are. So is your identity who you are? Can you look at yourself and, and, and everything that you currently believe about you, can you sit there and say it to yourself? Okay. 
can you sit there and tell yourself what you know you can do? And then can you also sit there and tell yourself what you know you can't do or what you know you have to do better? And essentially call yourself out on your BS. And with that, it's like call yourself out on the facade. Are, do, do you do what you do just to, just to be a part of a group, just to fit in, just to do what seems like everybody else is doing? Or do you, are you in that spot? Are you with that group? Because that's how you truly feel, you know? And with that comes a lot of peer pressure issues. Like if you, if you think that that's just the mode and then you're just going to go with it, is that truly living? No, that begs the question of the person. It's not, it's not us or somebody else's job to judge another person, but find, finding your true identity of who you are is, is, is so freeing because then you stop worrying one about whatever anyone else thinks who gives a crap what somebody thinks of the fact that I was walking around my house in like a red flannel and like camel sweatpants. Somebody out there is probably like, wow, that was really stupid. And I'm like, I don't care what you think. You know, you know, my wife gets on me all the time. I mean, I do care about what my wife thinks. So, you know, I, Lexi, I love you. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to take pointers, uh, from her as far as like maybe how I look when I go out, maybe I'll give her some pushback. So I'm like, ah, this is what I like, you know, or something like a five year old tantrum, but knowing who you are, but not giving into the facade of who you want people to believe you are. It's false. You're, you're essentially lying to yourself and lying to others. And then that, again, goes back to what I've already covered is, okay, well, that's going to be a reflection of your character because, you know, some people can keep a facade up or, 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 or a lie going for a long time. But honestly, like, eventually stuff's going to get found out. And it's just going to make things weird. And it's going to, you know, probably have people feel about you differently because they're like, well, we thought you were this, but, like, you're just kind of like, you just want to be here to be here. You know, you're not really with it. Um, so, you know, it's weird. It's kind of a different thing, but, you know, and then the second part of, uh, or who you, who you want to be identified as. And again, like if you get wrapped up in the identity politics of it all, and this is kind of the big crux of the frustration of that, the final kind of ending thought while I was kind of walking back on forth from this beach um, I will say, if you're breaking in a pair of new shoes, don't decide, oh, I'm going to go do a beach run. That hurt. That hurt for a couple of days. But um, what, what are identi identity politics really doing to us? They're doing the same thing that's been happening incrementally over years. We're further dividing each other. Um, you know, when the whole political scheme going on, you know, for the last, I mean, just, it, it just seemed never ending. And that was just more draining than anything else. Um, luckily, I mean, took Facebook off my phone. Uh, just really don't watch a whole bunch of mainstream media to begin with. So I just really don't have to be around it, especially since I don't work at a big global gym anymore. I don't have to be around the TVs. I don't have to even like glance over and, and look at what's going on. Um, I actually look and read my news sources uh, if I can. But Identity politics, like in the political scheme, what I find so weird that nobody really calls out, but I guess it's just whatever norm now, is just the dividing of the boat. 
the vote. Oh, here's the, the white suburban vote, or here's the black minority vote, or here's the Hispanic vote, you know, or, you know, the Asian, you know, whatever. It, it's like, okay, well, if we really think about it, um, you voting equals the fact that you're an American citizen. At least the way it should be. Okay, so in reality, you're all Americans, or you're all citizens of the United States of America, who, you know, not a perfect union, but a more perfect than this world has ever seen, has set up to gather all these people in and make it work. Um, and I don't know, I just, there's little things like that that I, I just feel like stop letting yourselves be put in a box as far as like you're black, you're white, you're, you're, you're Hispanic, you know, and then we'll throw all the slang in there too about what people want to say about who you are. But like, honestly, to, to end this podcast on kind of the culminating thing is the item is when I've met people that have known my ancestors or uh, anyone from a couple of generations behind me that I know of, or at least they want to share with me. The first, you know, depending, the one thing that kind of sticks out is, hey, your grandfather, and this, this has come from different people, your grandfather, your uncle, your great grandfather, he was a good man for your grandmother. She was a fantastic woman. Like, we're missing the mark by what, by what or who we want to be identified by. At the end of the day, I would personally rather be known or leave a legacy that I was a good person, that I was a good man, that I, that I left an impression on those around me, that I left lessons with my children to continue that forward to not let my, the, the color of my skin, the, the background of my, my heritage be like, oh, that's, that's who he was, you know? Oh yeah, he was a good white guy. Who, who, one, who says that? I mean, well, I can actually like see some old fogies like sitting on like, like, a, like a porch, rocking, rocking chairs, I don't know, cracking a joke because they're old and Nobody, nobody's going to tell them not to say something, but, um, but be a good person. Like, I, I don't, I don't care if you're, you're, you're black, Hispanic, Asian, anything in between. I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, like it was, it was my, it was, this has been the same thing I've also said, like it, you know, when, when with, um, you know, when being, being a Marine and, and being, uh, an NCO or supervising over over units or people or teams is I don't I don't care about any of these things. I care about you getting the job done, you being a good person, and not affecting the uh, the unit or the section as a whole. Like be who you are. I I, I don't care, but especially within the framework of the military, like especially within the Marine Corps. Like everyone has this baseline of what is expected of them, the level of discipline, 
the the little you know the the spirit decor the the core values leadership traits leadership you know all of us have been taught this as you know you know there's this very base foundational set created and taught and espoused and bought into hopefully by by most or all and so there's the baseline past that i really don't care as long as you're not being a detriment or a hindrance to the uh, say the unit as a whole or my team as a whole, I really don't care how you live your life, you know? And so it comes down to like, look, if you're getting more wrapped up in people having to pay attention to you more because you're a certain race or heritage or having to pay attention to you more because you're, um, your biological or sexual orientation is is against the norm, but again, I don't really feel like there's a norm standard like that people really follow anymore. Like there's definitely a traditionalist kind of view or, you know, kind of a certain way to think about it. But honestly, like the thing is human nature in and of itself is just chaos. And without a framework to really build from, we end up just causing ourselves more anarchy and conflict. So in, in, to pull it all back is despite color, heritage, orientation, who are you really trying to be? Are you just trying to fit a culture of one of these and, and just do what they're doing? Just follow, you know, essentially be with the herd? Or are you working on yourself enough to work to be a good person? And you can, again, you can do that and, you know, you can do both. But I, I feel like what I'm trying to say is nowadays we're just seeing people get so wrapped up in or seeing the mainstream media get so wrapped up in pushing these just never-ending identities. Like, and what I don't like seeing people do is, what, and what I don't like is I don't like feel, feeling like I'm being put in a box or I'm being told what or who I am. I'm like, whoa, mother effer. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. And what you're saying about me isn't true. Okay. That's, that's what I want people to think about is with, with your identity. Are you being put in a box? And if so, why are you letting someone do that to you? And, you know, so, you know, I, I don't know how else to really put it is from the, you know, we started with more of the introspective look, you know, identity of facade. And now it's just your identity of who you are, depending on who you want to be identified as or who you're willing, you know, who you're allowing someone to identify you as. I love meeting people of other races and cultures. It it's fun. As long as we can like communicate or figure out a way to communicate, I enjoy it because there's something I'm going to learn. There's something I'm going to take away from that. And if there's food involved, as long as it doesn't wreck me later, like I'm going to take something away from that too. You know, um, we can share and figure out a lot about each other if we find common ground. And for me, the common ground I've found with other people to really bridge cultures is family, food, music, or just fun time. So like three F's, you know, family, food, fun. 
you know, there's, there's going to be some activity, whether that's music, dance, uh, dance, you know, or just, or, you know, sport, something within those three, you're going to bridge gaps. You're going to, you're going to find a way to be able to communicate, to be able to like build a, build a relationship. So I hope all that makes sense to everybody. Um, again, not, not the typical veteran side, not the typical lifting side, but it's, it's a, it's a mental development portion to empower you to figure out and be more free for you. Because again, the slogan of my gym is arise and conquer, you know, wake up, get up, get after it, conquer the day, figure it out what, it, you know, between waking up and conquering, what is it you need to do in between? What is it you need to do physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, depending on what wheelhouse you're going to fall in or all of them, what is it you need to do to tighten up to make yourself better? Okay. So figure yourselves out. Just figure it out. Okay. Do some introspective, you know, looks, ask yourself the hard questions, write them down, try to answer them. Look at yourself in the mirror. That's what I do. I talk to myself. I know anyone out there probably just ripped me up and you know, I'm probably going to get med stuff now, but call yourself out on the BS. Stop, stop allowing yourself to, to live a false life just for somebody else's enjoyment. And maybe, you know, you're going to get something out of it too. You're going to get, you know, a very base enjoyment, but find who you truly are. Once you do that, you're, you're going to, you're going to release so much baggage in your life. So again, thank you for listening. Um, again, roundabout way to hit a couple different things, but thank you for sticking with me. I hope you took something away from it and I will see you all next time.